0: Blitz Period is a production of BNM Media and brought to you by Sooners360.com. Make sure to go follow Jalen at Sooners Sports Daily on Instagram and at underscore Jalen Ross on Twitter. Jalen Ross here. Welcome back to episode 20. This is episode 20. Yep, this is episode 20 of the Blitz period. Uh, Today, there's not really a lot to really get into um, because not much has happened around Lindsay Street the past week, which I mean, look—that's always a positive. Uh, like I say, because it means that nobody got arrested, nobody got suspended, and all is well. That is well in Norman, Oklahoma. So, uh, hitting the ground running and running and recruiting so far this week. Uh, picked up commitments from four-star receiver 2025 guy Grayson Harris, who also plays baseball. So, Skip Johnson, shout out to you having a little bit to play in that. Uh, and of course, I mean, Skip Johnson's pushing that two-sport thing because of a guy named Kyler Murray. So, uh, and then also landed a commitment last week, if I'm not mistaken from, did I say this on the pod? I think I said this on the pod that, uh, recruiting was, I was getting ready to turn the other cheek on recruiting because, uh, you know, the whole Peyton Bowen situation went down and, uh, that was a really stressful thing. And I don't even do this for a living. So I I only imagine the people that do this as their day job or really do this as their full time job, what they go through on a daily basis, because recruiting is such a weird process. You just don't know what to expect. And we very well know that. So uh, anyway, back to the point. Going to talk a little bit about the transfer portal. Uh, I don't think I really talked about, I, t- I talked about Brendan Thompson, but I didn't really talk about uh, the guys that left Oklahoma uh, guys that they're thinking about bringing in or guys that, that are likely going to be bringing in my talk, a little basketball we'll see. And then uh, some NFL draft stuff. So let's just go ahead and get into it. So um, portal talk real quick. Um Jaden Davis, definitely the most notable name to go to the portal for the Sooners uh, during the spring period. And the thing about Davis, I think to some that's a surprise to others. It's probably not. To me, it makes sense. And uh, I'm pretty sure that Davis going to the portal probably says a lot about what's in that room talked about Josiah Wagner, Mercari Vickers. We know Woody Washington. Of course, he's got a starting spot locked down, Kendall Dolby. You know, I know I said earlier in the spring that I thought that Davis would be the uh, the guy on the other side of Woody Washington, and some of you were about ready to uh, cuss me out because of that. Jay Davis played, and I think the number was like 47 games at Oklahoma, which is something I didn't really realize. But not much really came of that. And I don't want to bash Jaden because I know he's a really good dude. Uh, The media always, they love him. He's great with the media and stuff like that, but nothing really much, nothing much really came of his, his time in Norman. And, uh, you know, I mean, he was, I mean, he was a solid guy coming out of high school, recruited by Mike Stoops uh, came in that. What year was that? I think 2019 class. And, I mean, you know, that really that entire class has kind of gone downhill. So, uh, not a surprise he ends up going back home. He's going to Miami. I think that's going to go well for him. And I and I thought that Jaden was a good player. He just never really became what we thought he could be. Um So, yeah. I mean, that's a that's again not not really an interesting situation like it makes sense and I know that there were some people that were talking about how Davis really really was kind of considering this when the season was over. And I guess he just kind of stuck the year out because now the talk was that he wanted to play. I believe the conversation was, he wanted to play kind of like a a slot corner type role. Brent Venables wanted other things and they just kind of didn't agree on that. That's not like Brent Venables told him to get gone. I just think that that was obviously Jaden's decision uh, and the best decision for him. But um Anyway, moving on, uh, Corey Roberson going to, the ta- going to the portal, former D-tackle at Oklahoma. Uh, that was not really a shocker at all. I mean, I think we really thought that he was going to do that last year, and he didn't. He decided to stick around. Uh, he's actually getting his degree this month. Then he's going to grad transfer somewhere else. So uh, going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, I think he's probably going to end up at probably like another. Let uh, me, was it him? No, it wasn't him. I'm thinking about Bray Walker. Anyway, he probably ends up at a school like Texas State, like one of those kind of uh, group of five type deal programs where he can be a star at because uh, I think he's got talent. I just think in Oklahoma, like you, I mean. Grayson, 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 yeah, Grayson Halton. I was about to say Grayson Harris, Grayson Halton, Grayson Halton, Jordan Kelly, all those names in front of them. They're going to have big years this year, I'm pretty pretty—I'm pretty sure. So not much was going to come of that for him. Um, Damon Harmon, I almost called him Damon. that's why I paused for a little bit. Uh, Damon Harmon, the safety, played a little bit last year, contributed a little bit. I don't remember seeing him in the spring game. Uh, Now, he very well could have played. I just don't remember seeing him. But I think that's another one of those situations where it's a testament to what's in that room. Uh, Because, honest truth, he wasn't going to see the field a lot with guys like Reggie Pearson, Peyton Bowen, Key Lawrence, Peyton Bowen, of course. Uh, Did I call I thought I just said Bowen twice. Anyway, uh, I feel like I just said Billy Bowen. But anyway, Billy Bowman and then Peyton Bowen. Uh, but Reggie Pearson, like like we talked about this on the show last week, Reggie Pearson was exceptional in that spring game. And, um, you know, he, I really expect him to be a contributor this year. Uh, wouldn't shock me if Peyton Bowen's seeing the field a lot this year because he's going to be hard to keep off of the field. Key Lawrence, has, you know, he's got some getting better to do. We've talked about that over and over but for a guy like Demon Harmon I think that that makes that makes some sense because Hartman's a talented player like I think he he's a little bit kind of like Jaden Davis where he can go to another program that's that plays good ball I mean Miami was terrible last year but he can go to a program that plays he's not going to be one of those guys that ends up in one of those smaller schools he probably ends up going to a power 5 team uh being a guy there but at Oklahoma, it just wasn't going to work. I don't think he really would have found a role uh, this year. And I mean, again, he played a little bit last year, but nothing much really came of it. Granted, he did have that scary injury against TCU, but still. And then um, so, yeah, but uh, whew, excuse me anyway. Hopping into guys that are coming in. So one of the names that's been out there is uh, Jordan Tyson, a receiver from Colorado. And uh, Tyson, I will say this depends on when you're listening to this. He probably already is. But uh, I think it's kind of safe to say Tyson is going to be at Oklahoma. Um, Just a quick side note. He has a brother who was a guard who is a guard from Texas Tech. That sounded so redneckish, but anyway, uh, a guard from Texas Tech stands in at like 6'7", I think, but he's in the transfer portal, uh, Oklahoma. Look, I mean, we all know the basketball program needs all they can get right now, so uh, hard to imagine nothing happens there, but uh, Jaden Jay- Tyson, Jay- oh, goodness, Jordan Tyson, <laughs> uh, tr- Colorado guy was a true freshman a year ago, going into a sophomore year this year. Put up nearly 500 yards his freshman year. Had four touchdowns, I believe, through the air. And uh, interesting thing about him as well is like, so he came out of high school from um, from Allen. And if you've been living under a rock, Allen High School has been pretty good to the Sooners as of recent. And case in point, they had a guy just get a statue two weeks ago. And uh, of course, Lee Morris and Bobby Evans as well on that list. Michael Hawkins, the 2024 quarterback commit, a former Allen Eagle. He's at one of those schools in Frisco now, but uh, he and Tyson are good friends. They played together at Allen. So um, there's a connection there. But uh, Tyson's a guy that, man, I mean, he, he, he provides a little bit of that. He provides the side. He's, he's B6-2, I believe. So, solid size for a receiver now Jeff Levy we've talked about like he's he's kind of looking for a lot of those uh those bigger guys like not exactly the Jaden Gibsons but in that area like the Nick Andersons and those guys but uh Tyson's one of those guys that, like I talked about when I talked about Andrew Anthony, he's one of those guys, stretch the field. You know, there's a reason they have this little thing they like to say called scoring or not scoring, but score from far, but it's what they want to do. That's why you brought in guys like Brendan Thompson. That's why you brought in or you're trying to bring in guys like Jordan Tyson. Um, now, as far as like receiver, I think receiver is, to me, receiver is fine. I mean, I know people are worried to death at it because you're trying to figure out who's what receiver one and all this different stuff. We know it's Jalil Farouk, but like from a production standpoint, I get it from a talent standpoint. I think there's talent there. I mean, we're talking about Farouk. We're talking about Nick Anderson, Drake Stoops, Gavin Freeman, all those guys, Brendan Thompson's got the talent, although he didn't produce a lot. True freshman a year ago so he's still kind of developing jordan tyson same way i mean had a really solid year another name i didn't mention was keon coleman a guy from michigan or michigan state receiver had 700 something yards for them last year and seven touchdowns and oklahoma was actually second in his recruitment when he was coming out of high school he was really uh, i believe he was kind of supposed to be a part of that that group that caleb williams had that it, was it the sooner summit that's what it was called I don't know if he was a part of that. I just know he was like he was expected to kind of be a part of that 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 hot that hot boy summer that Oklahoma put together in 2020 with that slew of commits that they brought in so um and of course that didn't happen but uh, I know LSU's the other team in the race for Coleman and he's from Louisiana so Louisiana kid LSU hard to beat I mean I don't think it's really the same as like an Oklahoma kid in OU because some of these guys like they want to go they want to go to texas they want to go all these other places not not the university of texas they want to go to the state of texas all these surrounding areas but i mean if you're from louisiana like lsu is that's that's option number one it's hard to pry them away so um would shock me if coleman ends up at lsu but uh keeping up a lot for oklahoma that would be a great get and i think that's obviously an immediate contributor right there so uh And by the way, I mean, Michigan State is also kind of falling apart right before our eyes. But um, anywho, uh, tied in is an interesting case. And I'm pretty sure I talked about this uh, last week because um, I mentioned something about I know people. were. What was this last week? This might have been on Instagram uh, and not the pod, but I talked about how tight end was a little bit of a was kind of a worry because uh I know that you know we've talked so much about Austin Stogner being back and look we love Stog. I love Stog, but you need another guy there. I mean Blake Smith is that is there too, but I can't really say much about about Blake Smith because didn't do much at A and M. And that's not to be a knock on him. It's just like that's just kind of how the cookies crumbled. He hasn't really had a lot of production yet up to this point so far. So it's hard for me to really get a gauge on what he can provide for this team. Now, in the spring game, he had that catch with, you know, the club on his hand. So, you know, maybe there's something there, but, uh, you got that. I mean, Caden Helms has been out for the spring. Uh, don't really know what his situation is. I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll be back, uh, come summer. Uh, Jason Llewellyn's been out. So if you're looking to add another name there, I know, um, one of the names that just entered the portal and I'm pretty sure that he has a, a, an offer from Oklahoma um now let me try to get his name right first of all uh it's is it it's what the, what is the guy's name i know anybody listening to this is probably trying to Greg me uh say dude treor i think the last name is how you say it treor one of those that probably it's probably wrong but uh anyway um Colorado, another Colorado guy, a part of that whole situation, which, by the way, sidetrack, who knows what's going on there. I mean, I think they're going to be fine this year, but... I mean, goodness, they went 1 and 11 last year. Like people are throwing all these different things saying, oh, they're going to go 4 and 8. That's a step above, okay? If you went 1 and 11, you would be happy to go 4 and 8 the year, the next year. That means you're showing progress. So I don't think many Arkansas fans are going to have their, Arkansas, goodness, Colorado fans are going to have their feelings hurt when they see that. But anyway, uh, back to the Treyor thing. So uh, Sadu Treyor, 6'4, 218 tight end, uh, transferred from Colorado, and he transferred to Colorado from Arkansas State. And uh, last season for the Red Wolves, he put up about 600 yards for touchdowns. He's kind of one of those guys that's um, one of those guys that can be split out wide if he needs to be. Uh, You know, most tight ends are kind of entering that mold now where you see guys like Kelsey and Kittle and those guys in the league where – They become like their bigger wide receivers. Brock Bowers is the perfect example of that down at Georgia. Uh, You're seeing more of that with today's tight ends. That's kind of what he is. So uh, Oklahoma did make the offer, if I'm not mistaken. Now, it's just a matter of where that's going to go. Now, I'm pretty sure he's the only tight end that's been offered by them in the portal. And like, again, it's not going to be a huge um, uh, emphasis for them. You know, it's not going to be a... huge need like i said because i mean maybe blake smith does bring something out that we don't expect him to but austin stagner can't do it by himself and i'm sorry i guess i drank anyway uh yeah stagner can't do it by himself. i mean we know we know he's had health issues in the past um we know that you know and I mean that whole situation that he dealt with was crazy. And even at our, at South Carolina a year ago, he didn't really do much. So, um, going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, offensive line wise, uh, you know. And, and oh, by the way, I did not mention this too. They did add another tight end, but it is it's it's a walk on, so uh, you can't really judge that much either. Uh, another Michigan State guy, Hamp Fay or Hampton Fay. He was actually a quarterback at Alito High School, which is one of the biggest powerhouses in the state of Texas. So um, and he moved to tight end from quarterback. So, you know, Bella Dozer part two, wink, wink. Uh, Offensive line, I don't know if that's really going to be like a big need in the portal because (laughs) I know people are ready to flip, flip, you know what, after what they saw in the spring game. And I get it because uh, the two deep on O-line is not as sexy as the starters. But I mean, your starting line is going to be fine. I mean, we've talked about it being McKay, Matoyer, Tyler Guyton, Walter Rouse, Andrew Rame, uh, uh, Savion Bird. Like that's a good lineup. Who's behind those guys is what's kind of going to worry me, or not kind of, definitely does worry me because, like I said, take like a team all lot in the spring game was awful. Okay, we know that. So uh, they're probably going to add it, a depth piece there. Um, I don't know if it'll be much. <laughs> I mean, again, they're pretty much set up front. They don't really need a guy to come in and start. But uh one of those big names out there is Troy Everett, an Appalachian State guy. And uh he's actually supposed to announce soon. I mean, I think he was supposed to announce yesterday. So uh it's kind of moving around again, similar to Tyson. Maybe he's already announced by the time you're listening to this. But uh he started in a few games at App- 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 Appalachian Appalachian State. Uh he started a few games there at center. And if he comes in that becomes more of a backup type guy because Andrew Rame obviously is a starter at center. Joshua Bates is a true freshman and you know, right around the block is Joshua Bates wants to fight the entire team. So uh, like that's, that's a bad thing. I mean, in practice you got to compete like nobody's going to be mad at you for being competitive, but like that's literally what it's been. I don't know if you guys watched the Michael Turk video on YouTube a few weeks back, but McCade Matoyer was showing like his face mask and you could see blood marks on it. And he said all of that was from Josh Bates, uh, getting in fights and stuff. It actually might've been, I don't remember who it was. It was somebody who showed a helmet and they said it was from Josh Bates starting fights and all that. So Josh Bates is a scrappy guy. It's just like, you know, Hey, I mean, you can get penalties for that. So, um, but of course, I mean, again, true freshmen still got a lot of learning to do. So Troy Everett, probably a guy that comes in and backs up Andrew Rame, ends up being a starter in the future. Um, so that's that's something that's out there. Uh other receivers I didn't mention, one of those that is kind of interesting. This is a guy that I've looked at, uh San Antonio guy, uh Zachary Franklin. Now, this dude owns every all-time receiving record at UTSA. So him going to the portal means dude knows he can ball at somewhere at a big time school. Now UTSA ain't bad. Like Jeff Trailer, good good football coach. Um, I like their program, but I don't know if Oklahoma's really kicked the tires on that. I don't even know if they've offered him. But uh, I mean, with that kind of production, that's the name you go at. Um, Charles Brantley is a name that's been out there, cornerback from Michigan State. Uh, played a lot of ball. He's another one of those. He's he's that kind of that that replacement for Jaden Davis, if you will. Because like I said, Jaden Davis really provided that veteran presence um, for the team this year, and that's why I thought that he would start. But Brantley brings that. Um, Remains to be determined on if Oklahoma makes the offer there, but uh, would be a good get from a product from a, uh, a an experience standpoint. So uh, remains to be seen on how that all goes. But um, getting into some basketball. So I mean, it's really even if people want to hear about basketball. I mean, look, I, I <laughs> I've said this over and over. Um, you need guys that can play, man. Like literally getting rid of the Groves brothers was was I don't want to say it was a miracle, but frankly, it was what it needed to happen. Like Jacob Groves did not need to be a part of this team next year for the best of the team. Probably the best for himself, too. Um, you know, they've lost a lot of keys. I mean, Jalen Hill's gone. Uh, and 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 the look, the foundation of this program is Miles Husan and Otega away. And those are the two guys you can't lose. They're obviously not going to lose them. But those are the foundations. Like those are that's who you're building around now. Um, you know they brought in J.V. McCollum, who was a really productive guy from a, a little small school out in California. Was it? I think it's California or Utah. One of those two, very similar states, of course. So yeah, how could you not confuse them? But um, that's sarcasm, by the way. Anyway, uh, J.V. McCollum was one of those guys they brought in. Um, the the John Hughley, the big guy from Pitt, which. That's another thing they needed is bigs and not only bigs, but bigs that actually play like bigs. Because you had an issue with guys that were 6'9, 6'10, but they were scared to get a rebound. Or they were scared to block a shot on defense. They were scared to just play any type of defense. Thankfully, John Hughley's 6'9, 265. So he's got that weight to where he won't mind tossing somebody out of the club if he needs to. And uh maybe he needs to get on the D-line too with that size. But anyway, um, this was an interesting this is a total sidetrack but I think somebody asked me a while back um, would Jacoby Johnson be playing basketball I doubt it um, nobody's really talked about it I don't know if he really wants to but that'd be kind of interesting to see if something like that happened anyway getting back on track uh, they need more guys that simply can hoop because we talked about how last year they struggled to struggle to to, to uh, how do I put this Struggled to do anything? I mean, you had, there was so much inconsistency. There was so much, um, you know, like I said, couldn't rebound shot selection was terrible at times. And then there were times they played scared, uh, just did a lot of things wrong. And I think Porter Mosier is kind of going into the portal this year with a mentality that like, he understands what's at stake and what's at stake is his career. Because this season, I think if this season goes down the drain, like it did last year, He ain't going to be around here very much longer. He's probably going to have that U-Haul in the front yard. If this team has another year, like a year ago where you don't make the tournament or the NIT. So he's kind of going with that little cutthroat mentality, I guess, when it comes to going to the portal, finding guys that can win now. And that's what you need. So going to be, I mean, I I keep saying going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Put it on the shirt, but, uh, no, I mean, it really is going to be interesting because it's like, you know, you want to see what, you, what can you get from these guys that are coming from these programs that, again, like the Big 12, Big 12 basketball is on another level. Big 12 basketball is really freaking good, if you haven't noticed. So bringing in guys from these small schools, you got to know the level of the competitions of our levels of competition are obviously different. I mean, you don't want a situation like Joe Bamis, uh, like Joe Bama'sil who... Put up some big numbers at a school like George Washington, then he comes to Oklahoma and only plays in two, three games. You can't have that with someone like McCollum. There's too much production there for that to happen. So, uh, and I know there were people out there saying he plays like Trey Young. Now, if that's the case, then we're gonna have a great year. But if that's not the case, you know, we'll see. But anyway, um, quick draft stuff. If you missed the NFL draft last week, um. Marvin Mims has had the Denver Anton Harrison going to the Jags in the first round. Now that's kind of interesting to know that like, honest truth, I love Anton Harrison, but if you would have told me that Anton Harrison would be the first first round pick that Bill Bedenboe ever had, it would kind of shock me. Uh, Now Anton's a great player. Like I don't want that to sound wrong and sound like he didn't deserve it. Like he definitely did. Um, But I mean, like, guys like Orlando Brown would have been the first name I thought about. Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey should have been a first-round pick. I don't think there's any question about that. But guys like Brown, like, Brown Brown didn't go in the first round because he had a terrible, He tested horribly. I mean, his combine was awful. Pro Day was not that great either. So, that, that's the reason he fell. Like, I get that. And scouts, they pay too much attention to those numbers to, to, to not really look at the tape. But... Like I said, Creed Humphrey should have been the first round guy, but Anton Harrison going in the first round to the Jags. uh, Great pickup. Uh, Brayton Willis going to the 49ers, Eric Gray going to the Giants, Jalen Redmond to Carolina, Justin Rose to the Bears, CJ Colton to the Vikings, and then um, I'm forgetting a few right now. (laughs) I don't know why I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but um solid week, though. I mean, there was a stat they got put out. Oh, that's what I did forget. Wanya Morris also going to the Chiefs in the third round, too. I mean, uh, that was a whole weird thing, because there were people saying that like Morris could go from the... He could go anywhere from being probably like a... a, 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 a there was a point in time where people saying Morris could have been a late first-rounder. That was not going to happen, of course. But, um, you know, he, he, he seemed like a guy that was going to be anywhere from second-round to undrafted. Like, you didn't really know what you were going to get. But Uh, He started around going to Joy Creed Humphrey and Kansas City. So, um, first time in a while that Oklahoma hasn't had a defensive player drafted. Um, Jalen Redmond wasn't drafted. He was signed on a free agent deal. So, same with Colden, same with Burles. They were all... Uh, undrafted free agents, not drafted, so uh, like, yeah, kind of weird to think about that, especially with the Brent Venables team. Deshaun White went undrafted, but I think he's going to the USFL. Well, he went undrafted, got drafted by USFL team a while back, and that whole thing is weird, because I think it's like if he goes undrafted, he has a choice to sign a USFL contract, so I don't know if he's going to, and quite frankly, like, if you guys don't know this, uh, Lee Morris... My cousin plays for a USFL team. So that's the only reason I watch the USFL. Outside of that, the USFL kind of sucks, okay? Like, it's there's not a lot of great football play. It's easy to see why a lot of those guys are there. Now, guys like Lee, guys like Jonathan Adams, who's one of his teammates, uh, I think that's his name, Jonathan, I don't know his first name, one of those. Uh, But guys like them, like those are guys that you're like, okay, maybe you, you shouldn't be playing here. Maybe you should be in the XFL or something, but the USFL, it's easy to see why a lot of those guys are there. So uh, that might get me in trouble, but just being quite honest, I mean, it's, it's not very good football to watch, but you know, loyal to the soil. Anyway, I hope Deshaun White doesn't end up there. I think he can, he can probably make somebody's practice squad for sure. Uh, Brayton Willis to, to the 49ers is a really good pick. I mean, I think Willis, like, Willis might become one of those guys man that a few years from now we're like yo yo one of those one of those day 3 miracles like one of those guys that was a hidden gem uh and we know like J- J- Braden Willis is going to make his money as a blocker I think I mean of course he's going to play with George Kittle so he's obviously not going to play over him but that's where willis's money is going to be made i mean he was one of the best blockers in the, in the country and that was the thing last year when he was going through that process of uh going to the draft or staying in college that's where he was going to get picked was because of his ability as a blocker now he's you know, he can go up top with guys he's huge he can outmuscle you i mean they don't call him weight room really for no reason so uh he's gonna have i think he ends up having a really solid career marvin the denver um is great getting to play with sean payton y'all know i love marvin and getting to play with sean payton getting to play with russell wilson i mean you know hey Russ wasn't the best last year but all we can do is hope that this year he actually decides to cook so uh that's going to be kind that's going to be fun to watch for him but uh and i'm ashamed that the cowboys did not pick marvin i mean it was literally right there for the taking and instead we we I mean we got Deuce Vaughn that's great but outside of Deuce like no other pick that the Cowboys made really got me out of my chair maybe DeMarvion Overshone I kind of like him everybody else yeah anyway uh, that's going to do it this week like I said not really a lot to talk about just kind of wanted to get on here and ramble didn't want to miss an episode but uh we're going to start getting some guests scheduled here soon so we can have some fun uh, on the next few episodes and I'll keep you guys in the loop on that. Make sure you guys review the pod, rate it, do or leave a rating interview. I should have said that the other way around. Anyway, uh, share it, let people know, have them come listen to it. Come listen, go listen to some of the past interviews and roundtables we've done, the really fun stuff. Listen to the interview with Jackson on Barry Switzer, whatever you want to do. But make sure you check it out. Get this thing pushing, man. I appreciate you guys tuning in today, and I will see y'all probably next week. That is if scheduling doesn't get ruined but uh yes i will see you guys soon let's say that but anyway thank you guys again and see you soon thank you for listening to the blitz period with jalen ross presented by bnm media and sooners 360.com make sure to go follow jalen at sooner sports daily on instagram and at underscore jalen ross on twitter